Welcome to the Rise and Thrive Podcast. My name is Liz Paris. And I'm Christina Cyphers. We're sisters. And we have been on a journey to get unstuck in life and learn tips, tools, and techniques to find more success, love, and happiness. We want to share what we've learned with you to help you move from surviving to thriving. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Arise and Thrive. This is your host, Elizabeth Paris, and this is episode 80, Teachers Rock. Today, we're going to focus in on teachers, and I don't know if some of you knew, but I am a teacher not just, you know, teaching on a podcast and things like that, but I did go to school for teaching training and got my degree in early childhood education and special education. And so I got to teach in a classroom for five years and it was some of my best years. Loved, loved, loved teaching. I taught kindergarten and first grade in a private school, and it was one of the best experiences of my life love those kids that are just so childlike and ready to learn. That's like the best age for me. I just, I love that. So today, as we talk about how teachers rock, I want you to think about some of your favorite teachers. Everybody has teachers in their life that have affected their lives and molded who they are. And so think of those special teachers as we're talking today. And I'm, you know, teachers just have this special spot in my heart because I come from a family of teachers. So my grandpa was actually a professor at BYU for many, many years, and he taught LDS church history there. Um, And then my mom was also a teacher. She taught elementary education and only for a couple of years in the public school, but then she opened her own preschool and she just always was hanging out with kids, teaching kids um, and sharing her gifts of love and Uh, attention. And um, then I became a teacher and also both of my brothers taught in Taiwan. They taught English and art. And my sister also taught. She was a preschool teacher as well. So in our family, teachers are like rock stars. (laughs) And we love, I just, I love going back and thinking about the teachers that have touched my life. I love thinking about the teaching experiences that I've had because they're just priceless. So today, think about your angels, your angel teachers, and I have kind of a cute little story to share about that. We all know that teachers are angels, um, and yet there can be teachers who maybe uh, have done damage or hurt people, but I think for the most part, teachers are so service-oriented. Their lives are just lives full of service, and it's such a cool opportunity for um, molding, teaching, loving, and nurturing um, kids and adults. Everyone needs teachers. And also it's important to remember that all of us are teachers. You know, if you're a leader in um, a a company or uh, whatever you're doing um, in life as a parent, or, you know, in your neighborhood, your example and the things that you're doing, you are teaching and showing and mentoring others of how to live life and how to love life and how to serve others and how to make the most the best of our time here, the most of our time here on the planet. So um, I had the sweetest little girl, um, a little kindergartner um, when I was teaching 
And this is a time that I was kind of going through um, some hair color changes. And I had tried a couple of different dyes and I did not like the way the first one turned out. So I was trying to recover and, and do a different type of dye and color. And it brought out a really kind of vibrant color, a tint of kind of a reddish auburn color and still kind of like bright, like gleaming. <laughs> and this sweet little girl uh, raises her hand in our little reading group. And she says, teacher, when the light hits your hair, you look like an angel. And it was just so cute. But it reminds me that in our students' eyes and in the eyes of those that we are able to teach, we are angels. All of us can be an angel for someone. Um, there are many people that you can touch and reach and be an angel for. And so uh, just remember that, that the work of teaching is the work of angels. Um, and our sweet little gal in kindergarten taught us that. Um, so there's a few things that I have learned in my teaching years and throughout my years about how awesome that teaching is and how awesome teachers are. And so I'm just going to emphasize some of those points today and just celebrate teachers and really just put out there how grateful we are for all of you who are teaching in any way. Um, I know there's a lot of stress on the planet right now and just lots of things that you've had to deal with, with COVID. And, um, you know, my son, he came home from school and was talking about the war, the war. And um, as we talked to him, we're like, okay, the conflict in um, Ukraine. And he's like, yeah. And so we talked about his concerns and, you know, there's just a lot on everyone's minds, but especially our little people, you know, there's a lot of fear that comes up when there's the unknown. And so teachers get to do a lot of reassuring, a lot of loving, a lot of um, guiding through hard times. And it can be um, taxing and wearing. And so just as I start to share this, please, teachers, make sure that you're taking care of yourselves, because when you can serve from a place of love and strength and you're loving yourself and taking care of yourself in, in a positive, um, strong way, you can teach and serve from strength instead of from tired and resentment and burnout. And so if you do have burnout and things like that, I hope this podcast will help to energize you a little bit, but please you know, get the help that you need to move forward and, um, take time for you because you are totally worth it. And we love you so much for what you're doing for our children and our society. And so, okay. The first thing I wanted to say is that leadership matters. So I noticed this, I'm in a, a little group with our school and, um, it was switching leaders and, um, the one gal had been in there, the president had been in there for a long time. And, um, so she's kind of getting ready to wrap up and another gal was like, Hey, I can step in and I can do this. And it was just fun to watch this, um, new president as she was trying to, as she was coming in, um, with her passion and her energy and how, you know, the conversation before she, she came and, and was excited about the children and the programs and the things that we were talking about. Um, before that it was like, well, should we start wrapping this down? Should we not do as much? Should we step back? And then as this leader came in that had this passion, it was fun to see it ignite in the rest of us on the team. And, and she was very inspired and positive and motivating and wanting us to, you know, catch her vision of helping children and parents and bringing this connection between the parents and the school and 
the teachers. And so anyway, just her qualities of motivation and inspiration and, and her positive attitude affected our whole group. And so that was just a cool visual for me to see, wow, leadership really matters. If we get a leader in there, that's passionate and excited, it makes a huge difference. And it, it, ignites the excitement in life and for whatever we're working towards. So as our teachers are teaching us, we really appreciate their excitement, their passion, and their drive to um, help make the kids' lives better every single day. Um, Another thing that I have learned as a teacher is how important it is to measure progress. And um, sometimes we just we don't measure, (laughs) you know, we just say, Oh, life's just going as it's going. And so it's really important to look at what are the things that are going well and what are the things that maybe we can improve upon and then measuring those things. And, um, as you start to measure and understand where you're at, you can celebrate when you have a success. So when I taught, we did, we counted the days of school, right? So on the hundredth day of school, we'd have this huge party. So that's the kind of thing like, Hey, you know, in your home, if it's, you know, we have a hundred percent this week of getting our chores done or whatever, then you can celebrate that. Or, you know, the other day I was like, okay, guys, I want you to say 20 positive things. And we're going to have an ice cream Sunday party on Friday. And then, um, everybody who said their 20 things gets to have an ice cream Sunday because sometimes we just, you know, in our homes, we're going to negative sometimes, or everyone, you need more of that positive energy instead of the the negative stuff. You know what I'm talking about if you have kids. (laughs) All right. So, um, another thing that is really, um, monumental that I've learned as a teacher is that whatever you pay attention to grows. So in our students, if you are paying attention to positive behaviors, you're going to get more positive. And in the program that I was in, I was so lucky to do the best special ed program at Utah State University. And this is where I really learned about teaching individuals and also about how important that praise is in the learning learning process for students. Because if you use a lot of praise, you can actually help children learn better. So if they read a line and it says Jack jumped over the candlestick, then, um, and they read it perfectly, you say, yes, you know, you read that just right way to go. That just boosts their confidence. It gives them a little, um, plug that, Hey, I'm doing this right. And then they'll read more confidently. And so Um, even just with praise, like when I, I went to my job interview and I got to do a little lesson, um, for my first teaching job. And so as I did this lesson, I was walking around and I was praising the students and, um, the director of our school, she came to me afterwards and was just like, your praise was off the chart. She's like, I stopped counting because you were just praising and praising and praising. And so it was kind of fun because I, I don't know that I would have had that quality so strongly, but I was trained that, Hey, if you use praise, you can mold behavior, you can mold that learning. And it's so important. And so all of us, that's what I've learned through my teaching. All of us desire praise. All of us desire that. And so if you're not receiving praise in your life, start praising yourself, be that person that loves you and praises you and celebrates the good things that you're doing. Um, but this is so important. Um, 
And if you're having a hard time with positive words, you can even make a list of positive words to use for yourself. I, you know, during my program, it was fun. We had an ABC list. So A would be like amazing or absolutely awesome, or, you know, just all the A words. And then B would be like brilliant. And so, I mean, you can use different fun words and bring those in to spice it up. So it's not just good job, good job, good job, right? Because variety makes uh, the world interesting and fun and makes our teaching experiences more interesting and fun. So anyway, okay. So also, you know, we can't just ignore the negative behaviors. So like if someone is chewing a pencil, um, I've noticed, I've seen this with teachers. If someone's chewing a pencil and they make a huge deal out of it, like, why are you doing that? I can't believe. And they draw all this attention almost automatically. At least one other student will start doing that behavior just because they're paying attention to it. However, if, you know, someone, you want everyone to sit up in their seats and, you know, one, maybe no one is sitting up in their seats. Maybe they're slouching down or out of their seats or this or that. You can give a little reminder like, Hey, I'd like everyone sitting up. You know, I called it the get ready position. Everyone's sitting up in the get ready position. Cause that tells specifically what you want. But then as you, um, as you have them sit up in that get ready position, then um, you say, you know, I need you to do this. That's the reminder. And then as soon as they start to do it, you start praising those that are look at Johnny over there. He's sitting up so nicely. He's ready to go. Um, Look at Alexa. She's doing awesome. You know, and then all the kids, it's really awesome to watch how they crave children are so full of like their own light and positivity that they're attracted to this positivity. So it's like almost instantaneous that they will sit up and try to do exactly what you are praising. And they're just naturally good. Kids are just naturally good. And I love that, that um, you can give one little reminder and start to praise the behavior you want. And it's amazing what will come around every once in a while you do have to, you know, there might be a defiant child or whatever, and you have to do some discipline type things. But um, as long as you stay with that focus on the positive behavior, it makes things flow so much better. So, I mean, this is a principle for life. Focus in on what you want, not what you don't want, not on your fears or your worries, but focus in on the desired outcomes that you want. And then that will grow. Um, So such a good principle for life. Um, Another thing that I've learned, and I'm sure all of you have learned this uh, in your service and um, your opportunities to help others and strengthen others. But I think our greatest joy can come from losing our lives in service of others. And um, it's just so awesome to watch other people grow, ignite excitement and curiosity. It's really wonderful to listen to others and to feel their healing and this problem solving, like um, working on a problem together and having it come around to a point where things have improved or they're better or that kids actually recognize or other people recognize that they're cared about. It's so awesome to know that people care about you in this world. There's a lot of hate in our world right now. There's a lot of hurt in our world right now. And so just bringing in those things can bring so much joy knowing that you're doing that for someone else. And so as teachers, some of that greatest joy that you can have is knowing that you are helping someone improve their life, mold their life, change their behavior. Um, and just that value of individuals, because, you know, we have 
you know, in, in schools and in special education, you have IEP plans or individualized education plans. And it's important to remember too, that everybody is an individual. You know, we kind of do this curriculum, one size fits all kinds of things, but we need to remember that first off, everyone can learn and improve no matter where they're at. And then that everybody has different strengths and different weaknesses and that we can celebrate and improve and work on where they are in order to help that individual. And so I love that the importance of focusing on the individual or the one. Um, And sometimes, you know, you've got this big group setting, um, even with your family, I have five children, right? So sometimes it feels like, whoa, this big group, how do I reach everybody? But I think when I am more effective is when I focus in on one child at a time at certain times. I mean, sometimes I have to move the group and talk to them as a whole, but then just them knowing that they are important individually spending that one-on-one time. So like I'll take one child out to lunch, um, each week. And when it's not somebody's turn, they're like, Hey, how come they got to do this or that? And I remind them that they'll have a turn and that they're important. And so just that one-on-one time, bringing that in and the value of individuals and that individual time. Um, So another thing that I love, um, I'm going to talk about two of my favorite amazing teachers. Um, I feel like teachers really know how to mold a love for learning. Really effective teachers bring in this love for learning. And we need lifelong learners. We need people who are curious because sometimes in our teaching society, um, it's very spoon fed. It's like, okay, here's the information. Here's the test. Just be a robot and produce these answers and show me that you know this, but we really need more of a love of learning. And so when I look back at some of my best teachers, they were teachers who helped me have a love of learning and a desire to move forward and to make shifts and changes in my life. My first teacher who gave me a love for learning was my fourth grade teacher, um, Sharon Carrier. She was the best. And I remember saying she, she makes learning fun. She tricks us into learning. And, um, she really did like, she made it so much fun and she made us desire to like play the recorder and to build the best, um, dolphin out of clay to be, you know, put in the kiln or whatever it was like, we wanted to do the best that we could do. And she just brought in this, this desire and this excitement and this love for learning and doing our best. Um, and anyway, so she was one of my teachers that I wanted to be like when I was going into teaching. Um, another amazing teacher was Dr. Paul Gardner down at snow college. And he was my human biology teacher. And he was an amazing man, just his his own personality and quality of his personality was amazing. But then just the content that he was sharing with us and his love for the content was just incredible. And one of my favorite um, things that I learned in that class, his example of movement and exercise was so cool. He would run five miles 
every morning. And he had talked about his wife who had had cancer and how important that exercise is to um, change up those cells and to get rid of the old cells and bring in new cells. Because as you do that, you're you know, clearing things out and allowing things to move out that are old so they don't get stagnant in your body. But one of the, the, the ways that I remembered him this last week, my sister sent over a Ted talk um, and it was called mathematics of weight loss. And as I watched this Ted talk at the beginning of it, they share, also share it in the notes if you want to go watch it, but, um, it was very cool. I really liked it. Um, and this guy who was teaching us was a chemist and he had all these, you know, really cool accolades, like, um, really cool degrees and things. But, um, as he was sharing with us, the, I guess the mathematics or the science behind weight loss, he went, he went out and asked people, what are, what, where does weight go? Where does the fat go when you lose weight? And everyone was stumped. Like he just asked people on the street, you know, and some people were like, well, maybe like when you use the bathroom and it goes out in the toilet or maybe what were some of the other ideas? Some of them had no clue. Some of them had, oh, like maybe sweating, you know, they had a few ideas. Well, he, um, no one knew the right answer and I knew it when he said it because of this amazing human biology teacher that I had, um, you know, my second year in college. And, um, so where does weight loss go? And it was all about, um, the CO2, you know, the carbon dioxide and the oxygen and even some, um, hydration or, or water. Right. Um, and so the hydrogen. And so each of these elements, as you exercise, you're actually breathing out the, um, the byproducts of the plants and things that you've eaten plants and meat, everything comes from sunlight. And so all of these gases and things are stored in the food and so when you, you actually absorb nutrients and things like that, but, um, the fat that you have in your body is made up of hydrogen, oxygen, and carbon dioxide. So when you breathe out and also when you get rid of water, so it could be through urine or sweating or whatever, like that is the way that you lose weight and the food that goes through you just goes through you that fiber and stuff. It doesn't stay. It's not part of your mass, but anyway, so it was just so interesting to realize that this teacher who had taught me, I didn't even count up the years, but it's been at least 20 years ago. This teacher who taught me 20 years ago, over 20 years ago, taught me so well that I could remember this concept of where does weight go when you lose weight. And so that was just so fun. But this teacher also taught us through his own example, like getting up and running every day, but he just loved the content. He loved this. He lived this in his life. And so that's why I felt like I learned it so well. So I think the best teachers are the best examples of doing what they're teaching, but then just that passion that they bring in. And you don't have to be perfect. I think sometimes we're like, well, I can't teach that because I'm not very good at it. If you're one step ahead of somebody else, you can teach them that step. So remember that don't be hard on yourself. Like I have to have 1 million degrees before I can teach, you know, or I have to have my master's degree, or I have to have all these certifications before I can teach someone something. There's definitely value in what you know, and you can teach that to someone. So, um, 
I know that when one of the best things about teaching is that you learn so much when you teach. And I hear people say this all the time, and I don't know all the reasons why I think it's because, you know, it keeps you curious and on your toes. It's like, well, oh, I can't remember that exact fact. I'm going to go look it up or I want to learn more about this so that I can teach this in a way that people understand. And that's cool when a teacher can take a very abstract or complex idea and break it down so people can understand it. But as you teach, why do you learn more? And I think, yes, you're a lifelong learner. Yes, you're curious. Yes, you're doing research or or you're in that space. But as you actually share and it comes out of your mouth, I feel like there's reasons why you learn more. And I think part of it is that it's solidified in your mind as you teach it. Part of it is that it's stored in your mind. You have this other experience with it where you're sharing it with others and it becomes more a part of you, but then it brings new understanding. After I've taught something, I've been thinking about that topic and I have these ahas come to me after I've taught it. And it's so cool to have those pieces put together. And I feel like also as you teach, it makes space for more knowledge and more information. And it increases that level of knowledge, but also your energy and your passion about that topic or elevates you to a higher level as you share. So, okay. Last of all with teachers, um, and this is like a principle of life is to laugh and to have a sense of humor. Um, my best memories of teaching were when I was connecting with the students on like a funny level, like we, you know, something funny would happen and we would just burst out laughing. Or I remember one time, you know, cause some kids say the funniest things, kids say the darndest things. Right. And my oops moment, I'm going to share one of those. I think I may have shared it on a podcast episode long ago, but I'm going to share this one again. Cause I love it. And and I'm not sure if I did share it, but, um, I did keep a book when I was teaching of just funny childlike, cute things that the kids had said. And so, um, anyway, one time I was reading a story, we had story time every day after lunch and I'm holding this book up and I am reading and I just burst out laughing and I could not stop. It was something in the story. It triggered my funny bone and I was just laughing and laughing and laughing. And my kids were just busting up and loving watching their teacher almost lose control because of laughter. I was like laugh crying almost like it was just hilarious. So anyway, if you can like laugh and have fun in life and in your teaching moments, it helps you be so much more relatable and, um, helps you connect with those that you're teaching. Um, that was one of the most like kind of connective binding activities that I did with these students, just this laughing, they loved it. So, okay. My last, uh, little thing that for my oops moment, my story that I want to share was, um, so I taught in Logan, Utah, which is close to Utah state university. So the university had a lot of influence in the schools there. And we had a, um, awesome, um, what do we call it? Just a teacher that was studying that came in to do some activities and some teaching and things like that. So as she came in to do her practicum, that's what it's a practicum student. She came in to do her practicum one day and she was coming every day, but this day her um, professor was coming to observe. And this was also one of my professors that I had had. And he was one of the most stern faced, serious faced, professors. And, you know, he kind of intimidated a lot of the students and including me. And so, um, as this uh, professor came in to observe her, I was finishing a reading lesson with the group. And as I'm finishing this reading lesson, 
um, you know, we rhymed every day we're in kindergarten and first grade. So we were rhyming with at one day and am one day. And one day we're rhyming with it. And so as, uh, I said to the kids, you know, what rhymes with it and they're like hit and, you know, fit and bit. And all of a sudden my little sweetheart, uh, gal, I'm not going to say her name. She blurts out and then rhymes with it. And everybody was just like, the kids kind of were like, you know, shocked or some of them didn't know or whatever. And the professor, this serious faced professor just burst out laughing so much. He had to leave the room. Like it was hilarious. And I went totally red, like, oh my gosh, I did not see that coming today. (laughs) And this sweet little girl, I'm like, yes, that does rhyme with it, but that's not a word we say in class. And I just was laughing and laughing. I was quite embarrassed that I like put myself in that situation in front of this professor, but he was just so, so like in the sense of humor mode of just laughing and laughing. He, it took him a minute to come back into the classroom. And anyway, it was just a funny, funny memory now, but in the moment I was like, oh man, that wasn't the best way to, to teach this, this, uh, word. Um, but anyway, it was hilarious. So, um, anyway, as you move forward and think about the influence that you are having on those around you, remember that you are a teacher, you are a mentor, No matter what you are doing, you are a teacher, you are a mentor. Look at the areas that you are teaching in, that you are mentoring in. And what is the influence that you want to have? What is the memory that you want other people to have of you? What would you like to to do? What would you like to have them remember when when you're gone? Like what, what are the principles that are so important to you that you want to pass on to your kids, to those that you teach? And, um, maybe it is laughing things off and having a sense of humor, not taking yourself so seriously. Maybe it is, um, paying attention to the one and listening. And, um, maybe it is helping someone notice their progress and saying, Hey, I love that you did this or that, or praising them. Um, and remembering that where your attention is, that is where your students' attention will be also. They copycat, they follow. So a good leader will be in that space of positivity and building and um, excitement and will help bring in more joy to their students or their fellow fellow humans (laughs) on this planet to help them bring in more joy to their life. So As you're molding those around you with love and concern, um, please remember your amazing influence. And I like to think that teachers do have um, an eternal influence. These things that we teach, these principles, the ways that we teach it, and those things are all very important factors for molding these children in their minds and molding our friends and our family and helping them to move forward. Um, I have to say one time I was speaking with someone who was close to me and we got on a topic that was not, um, we both did not see eye to eye on that topic. And um, this person, I could feel their anger about this topic and me bringing it up and me having a different opinion, all building inside of them. And I felt my emotions (laughs) starting to rise like, okay, do I get defensive or, you know, what do I do? And in that moment I chose love 
And I thought, you know what, I'm just going to send, I'm going to disconnect from their negative feelings that I'm feeling them send out. And I'm not going to pay attention to those. I am going to send them a huge like package of love and just love them. And that's where the focus is loving them. It's not on this topic. It's not on the issue. It is on loving them. And I just sent back so much love to that person. Almost like I visualized this big hug to that person. Cause it was someone I really cared about. And I felt that person soften. I thought they were going to get off the phone very quickly with me when this topic was brought up and I felt them soften and stay on the phone with me and talk to me. And it was just a beautiful experience for me to realize that I get to choose where my focus is. I can choose to focus on our differences or I can choose to focus on, I love you. I care about you. And that's the bottom line. That is the ultimate important factor here. And so as you decide what your ultimate important factors are, and you focus in on those, you will bring more intentional love, light, knowledge to those that you're around. So choose in to whatever that is. And, um, you have so much good to give, go out there and share what, you know, share your love, share your service, share your light. And then make sure that you're taking care of you because it is a time where there's a lot expected and a lot of stresses and just a lot of disappointment and sad energy that's being thrown around right now with all the things that are going on in our world. So make sure you're finding that space to bring in positivity. And for me, I share one more thing for me the other day, um, I was feeling kind of low and I found some music that just really stirs my soul. And I did some visualizing to that music of light being brought into my home and my life and that I am making a difference. And this visual and this music just stirred me so much. I might even put the, there's a YouTube video of the the music, Um, but I can even put that in the notes. And um, if you're having a hard time, close your eyes, listen to this song that Um, I'll put out there or, you know, whatever, whatever music really stirs your soul and then visualize things going well in your life, visualize your influence being far reaching and touching those even on the other side of the planet, because one little act is like a domino effect. And eventually, um, I once heard that, but you start with a domino and I think it was only like 47 times. If you just double the, um, amount you'd be up to the the size of like the twin towers. Um, And that's what would be falling over. And that domino, that small one would have been able to knock down the twin towers just because it, with its momentum, it could knock down one bigger than it and then bigger than it and then bigger than it. And it's like, wow, look at our effect just from a little bit of effort, from intentional effort that we send out love and that we help and that we have a service heart and that we are angels to each other. So thank you to all those angels in my life. A shout out to Sharon Carrier and Dr. Gardner and every teacher and mentor that I've had in my life that has shown me love and taught me a better way to share with others and to love others. And much love to all of you as you go forward and share with with those that are around you. I'd like to remind you that if you're enjoying Arise and Thrive, that you go in and do a rate and review. Um, We love to get fresh ratings and reviews. 
um, and love to have our listeners give us some feedback on what is working for them and what's helpful for them. So anyway, we love you and we hope that you have an awesome week. Talk to you later. All right. Before we let you go, please, if you're enjoying our show, Arise and Thrive, we would love to have you subscribe, rate, and review our show and share it with a friend so that they can arise and thrive in their life too. And if you personally are ready for forward movement and for making positive lasting changes in your life, our Arise Now class is just for you. Join today for our March through May class and you can get 50% off with the code in the show notes. It's a three month long group and I get to be your mentor, Elizabeth Paris and Christina will be popping in and doing some trainings as well. It's a fun group setting where you'll have support from your group, you'll have accountability, and you'll set three goals, personalized goals that you want to accomplish. In this class with our live trainings that are on Tuesdays at one o'clock and the recordings are available, you will learn to let go of the heavy and how to have more positive relationships and more love and fulfillment in your life. You will learn to visualize and meditate and bring in things to your life that excite you and get you excited to move forward and to help others. And you'll learn to shift your mindset to accomplishment and success. So if you're ready to arise and thrive, go to the show notes, go to ariseandthrivelife.com and sign up for Arise Now and get 50% off today. This deal only lasts till the 28th of February. So get in there and get signed up so that you can start moving forward and arising and thriving in your life. Have an awesome week. Are you ready to make forward movement in an area of your life? Relationships, money, organization, health, or happiness? We want to help you get the results you've always wanted and the happiness that you are worthy of. And so we have started a movement to support you in making these positive changes in your life. Arise Now is the best place to start when you are ready to get better results in life and you want positive support, effective tools, and strong motivation to make it happen. And that's why we started our movement, Arise Now. Arise Now is a supportive, fun, three-month-long program where you will learn tools, techniques, and mindset shifts to move forward in your relationships and goals. In Arise Now, you will have the support to set and accomplish three personalized goals. You will receive 12 valuable one-hour live trainings, enjoy daily accountability, and enjoy a safe, supportive community to start arising and thriving now. Visit ariseandthrivelife.com today and register so that you can get all the support, training, and accountability to start arising and thriving in your life.